0: Welcome to the Heart Centered Therapist podcast, the podcast created for you, the therapist who leads with your heart and loves serving your clients. I'm Cindy Gozanski, your host. I know that being a heart-centered therapist is immensely rewarding and powerful and intensely challenging and difficult. We're on this journey together, My mission is to help you continue loving your work as a therapist, surviving being a therapist, and feeling more connected as a therapist. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Heart-Centered Therapist podcast. My name is Cindy Gozanski. I'm your host, and today I am really excited to introduce to you our incredible guest, Jen Salk. Jen is a force of nature with a heart of gold, and I can't wait for you to see what I mean. Jen wears many hats as a mom, devoted wife, dog mom, mental health advocate, empty nester, and fashion lover. She lives in South Florida with her husband of 23 years, 23 years, their 14 and a half year old dog and their four month old puppy who's in the room with us today. Her son is in college and her daughter just graduated from college. Jen Salk is a fierce mental health advocate, driven by her passion for helping others. She shares her personal journey, bravely opening up about childhood trauma and her mental health experiences, because in her words, I never know who it may touch and help. Jen harnesses the power of social media to spread her message of hope and resilience She's not afraid to get vulnerable, and she boldly speaks about how she fully embraces therapy and the transformative experiences she's had. Jen is passionate about fighting the stigma surrounding therapy, and she shares her journey of healing to help others know that through therapy, healing is possible. Get ready to feel this positive impact of Jen's remarkable spirit, And believe me, therapy has never sounded more life-changing. Welcome, Jen, to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. And, you know, we have a few commonalities. I was originally from South Florida, and we didn't even talk about that in our chat. I'm just so excited because not only that, but I am passionate about being an advocate and an ally for mental health. Not just because I'm a therapist, but because I truly, truly believe in it. And what I love is how you share in your personal journey, struggling with finding therapists, with keeping your emotions stuffed down for such a really long time and finding a way through all of the childhood trauma and pain to come to a place of healing, of loving yourself, of really embracing your life and... I can't wait for our conversation. I, I hope maybe you want to start by like telling us a little of, you know, this journey, maybe where are you now? And then let's go back. How about that? Where are you now in your journey?
1: I I mean, I think healing is like a lifelong process, right? Like, I don't know if you're ever going to be healed. I think it's always you're always going to be working on yourself like you always could work on yourself and become the best version of yourself like that's always what i'm trying to do so for me personally i will always want to be in therapy i love it <laughs> so you love, it. I, what you love if, about it what do i love about it having a place to go and talk and you know have the connection and be able to process stuff together um, and you know, be vulnerable. You know, we're both, we're both very comfortable with each other. I mean, she's grown as well. like there's been growth on both sides. You know, I I've seen the growth I've had, you know, it's been remarkable. I so
0: appreciate you sharing this. and one of the main reasons I've brought you on too, is because you are helping people like me and other therapists know what's important about how we connect with our clients. So Mm -hmm. what you just said is so great to just have a place to show up, to connect, to process Mm -hmm. things, to be vulnerable, to know that like my therapist is getting something out of this too. We seldom talk about that, but it's really important.
1: This is a relationship, right? You know, as much as like you might not want firm boundaries, firm boundaries are really important. You know, those really help me, <laughs> you know, especially with somebody with attachment, you know, or abandonment wound showing up. So for me, those firm boundaries were really important. Even the person is as caring as possible. The boundaries were very important. That's huge. Um, because
0: yeah, showed you that you were actually being cared about and loved in a way you needed those
1: boundaries to know that you mattered. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learned what a secure relationship looks like. You know, I really learned through my relationship with my therapist, what a secure relationship looks like, and that I could trust in our relationship. It's very interesting how, you know, my abandonment wound showed up in therapy and I don't know when we want to speak about this. That would be um, great. Yes. Okay. So like you said, I've had a lot of childhood trauma. So that I did not process. And not, you know, not for like I didn't mean I tried a little, you know, but it was the 80s and you know therapy wasn't really I, I'm once my dad died when I was 12. And my mom was sick and a whole, a lot of other things oh um, that was very traumatic.
0: Right. It's like the trauma, you lost your dad so young, you were only 12 and then your mother wasn't really available because she was sick. So there was a whole bunch of that fear of abandonment and trauma and who's going to be there for you.
1: Right. And there were financial strains, big financial strains on the family, like after my dad died or like. Utilities would be turned off All collectors would show up at the house. It was very scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, very scary. Right. So you didn't feel safe. So th- this is just so that our our listeners understand who aren't therapists, right, that this is the underpinnings of not feeling safe, not knowing what a secure relationship is and feeling that deep wound that you don't have words for, especially when you're 12 years old and maybe even not when you're older, of fear of abandonment.
1: And even when I was younger, um, my dad was very sick. He was like in a nursing home for years. So, uh, you know, my mom would go see him every day and I would worry if she was late because she was late. You know, I would sit on the driveway and wait for her to come home. And I would get teased at school and stuff. And, you know, my name's my real name's Jennifer. But if people called me Jennifer, I would cry. It's <laughs> very sensitive. And um, I just, yeah, just. Things like that. So, I stuffed all those feelings inside. Everything inside. Yeah. Just didn't really talk about it. You know, I went off to college. Uh, a goal of mine was to go away to college, and I did. And so, I went away to college. Had four years of student loans and got grants and stuff like that. And after college, so I went to University of Wisconsin. And after college, I wanted a goal of mine was to move to New York City. Wow. So I'm to New York City, to Manhattan. Wow. All on my own. You know, I didn't have like parents helping me. You know, oh, luckily, yeah, luckily.
0: That shows like how much determination you had, right? You had to have that determination to just even stuff everything down. And yeah. to go yeah. after your goals.
1: Yeah. I'm very driven. Yeah. But yeah, moved to New York City. Oh, you know, I tried therapy in college because my sister was like, you really should go talk to somebody. And I was like, You know, you really should try. And I was like, I tried, and it really wasn't the thing to go talk to anybody in college. So I went once for me. I was like, okay, I could check it off the list, kind of like I tried. And then I moved to New York City. I had like good health insurance. I was like, okay, I'll find somebody off the list that was like convenient. You know, had like a nice sounding name, like a nice lady, whatever. Especially in Manhattan, so many therapists there. Yeah, so many, right? I'm like, okay, so my plan. She could take me at the right time and I was like, okay, this is not for me. I went like maybe six times. I'm like, no connection. No. mm -mm." I would like talk about like, I don't even know nothing like, okay. So that was it. But again, I was like 22, you know, I maybe just wasn't ready. I, I think I tried other people. Like I, we moved here, we moved here in 2001 into Florida. I had two kids within 21 months. Mm -hmm. so my kids are 21 months apart so we moved here and my daughter just graduated college so and she just turned 22 yesterday so I was like fast (laughs) but it was good it's great you know we raised our family here my anxiety was like okay I I was I was coping I you know I had like I had a great life I have a great life Mm -hmm. and so I was just kind of getting by nothing was really like I was keeping everything down you know um so I was managing that okay um and I always say I was managing it until I wasn't. Yeah. You know, it was until nothing triggered it so well, so big that it got so triggered. You know, I still worried. I still had that excessive worry. And I still, if people didn't call me back, I would think, are they are they mad? Like, did I did I make them mad or well, what? What I, I don't I don't I definitely didn't say anything. Like, you know, I I, don't, I would never. So that was always part of me. You know, or like. God, am I annoyed? Like, did I just look to annoy them? Like, am I being annoying? You know, things You're like always that. Always overthinking. Did I? Did I? Say something that I, I made like up them. stories in my head. I was so mean to myself. Whoa. Yeah, like making up these stories about like, oh, well, like maybe I was annoying because I and I'm, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. And oh, if I could go back, I, God, I'm such a bad person, you know, like, why did I do? And I mean, you know, I'm like the nicest friend, <laughs> you know, like, a great mom, a great wife, you know.
0: Because you were driven to be those things and you knew you had to show up like that. So you put all of your energy into that but me'm meanwhile- not perfect I'm hardly perfect, I'm <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect but yeah. yeah I make plenty of mistakes yes yeah but yeah I try
1: yeah I, I try hard
0: right but um, then while all of the the emotional pain is still there yes
1: yes all the emotional pain is still there and you know I still have things that like make me anxious at the time I don't normal things. I don't really know, like messes and things like that and things out of place and just normal. I don't know, things like that. I'm kind of type A, anything to throw off my schedule, but like, I get, I was like, okay, whatever. Like like, they want to leave. Okay. I should just not worry about folding the laundry. I'll just go. (laughs) Got to go with the flow. In 2019, my son was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which was very, very anxiety provoking just because to see one of your children sick. I was like awful. Yeah. You know, he's okay. He's in remission. He has Crohn's and he's in remission. So I'm just gonna say like he's doing amazing. He's away at college four hours away. He's doing great. Thank but God. it took us a long time to get plan in place. Um and that part was very, very stressful because he was so sick. He was losing weight and I mean he was six feet tall an athlete and he was like down to 130 pounds oh. and, and just in so much pain. Yeah. So I was so anxious about it, and so at that point, I had been in therapy. I had actually been working with a therapist for six years, mm-hmm. and maybe I cried once or twice. Like it was nothing. Like it was just like I'd kind of go in and I would talk about like the day to day, like what was happening with the kids and the teachers and like the friend groups and like their friend groups and like, well, you know, just like day to day normal family stuff. Nothing. She never like pushed me to get any deeper. We never, nothing really. So um, you were like doing therapy, but not really doing it. You were doing it. Yeah. Like- and I didn't really care if I missed it. Like I knew like, oh, she was going away for a month. I'm like, oh, bye. Have fun. You know, I don't really care if she went away. And so but I had stopped. I had taken a break maybe in 2018. And I was like, I'm going to take a little break. I knew I was like I, I need to change something up maybe if I take a break and I go back it'll be different like I knew something was different and I had tried different people in the meantime I had a friend wanted me to try her therapist and that didn't work out so I really focused when Dylan got diagnosed with Crohns I really focused on um finding a new therapist so I decided I'm gonna like meet a bunch. I'm going to like really like research it and focus on this and really like ask lots of questions. So I did. And I probably met with like three or four therapists and by word of mouth, I got like word of mouth referrals. And the last one that I met is the one that I'm still with now.
0: Wonderful. Amazing. Amazing. I'm just going to interrupt for one second too, because I think it's important For listeners to know, like, that's exactly okay and encouraged. What Jen just described, meeting with therapists. You get to interview therapists to find the right fit. It's so important. The way you described that one who was, it was okay for six years, but she didn't really push me. She didn't really challenge me. And that was something you probably needed, but perhaps didn't know at the time you needed.
1: And as you got more serious. She's a bad therapist. You know, I don't think she's a bad therapist at all. She's amazing. It just, I think you, something I I saw, I think just everything right now, like aligned, you know, I think I was ready, just kind of like everything fell into place. You know, I was ready to do the work and, you know, it happened to be going into COVID and I was home and like, just just all the time, like Dylan getting sick. And then my father-in-law, right when I started with her, my father-in-law had a stroke and it brought back a lot of like PTSD for me. It was like, because my dad had a stroke and like, so similar. It was like, his left side was paralyzed, just like my dad. And like, just the terminologies coming around. And like, we were sitting there once, like in his hospital room. And like, I heard like a man screaming and it was like, brought back like, Memories from like being at the nursing home, seeing him. I was like sitting there with my mother and mom. Like she was like, "Okay, oh, so I couldn't." Jen, yeah, right.
0: and it brings back to like that that helpless young girl that you were at that time, right? And Here you are, an adult experiencing it again, re-experiencing the trauma.
1: Yeah. So that was when I started working with my current therapist, and um, I would say within like the first. Three, four sessions. She did this like self compassion reading with me, this like Chris, Kristen Knapp, like self compassion. I know I ask her all the time, I'm like, well, what was that again? I'm like, why did you want to do that? Like, and why did we do that? It Because, like, she's like, you were really quiet the first few sessions, like, you were very quiet and you weren't opening up at all. So she's like, we just did this. And it was like unlocked. <laughs> My throat, like, opened up, everything came out. It was like, I probably went through a box of tissues right there. I mean, I just was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And like, I had to call her from the parking lot. Like I was just like, what just happened? And then basically it was just opened up like a lot of processing, healing and old wounds needing healing. And that was like January of 2020. My father-in-law passed away in February of 2020. And then March was COVID. So seen her in person since March of 2020. We've been seeing each other like this
0: mm-hmm.
1: twice a week. That was my wanting to do it, yes. And yes, I like her twice a week. I mean, we've tried a lot of different things. Like she, it took probably, uh, I don't even know when the stuff came out, but um, I started you know, really worrying, you know, I think it's this, it was like this little girl, you know, finally having somebody sitting, cause I would sit and cry the whole time and talk and cry. And it was like this little girl finally having somebody to listen to her and talk. And I would just like be scared that it wasn't gonna, like this good thing that I was getting was going to stop. And I would, I wouldn't be able to say goodbye at the end of the session. And when we would be able to end the session, I would like be so upset. And I was like would like, you know, want to know if she cared about me. And and I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> I knew it was like this little girl. I knew that wasn't my Jen. I knew it was like, I didn't know then. And now I could recognize it. You know, it's I've done so much work. <laughs> but at the time I didn't know. I wanted to know then, is she now mad that I'm saying this? And it was just like a really bad cycle. And then I would worry, is she going to come back? Are you mad? Now that I said that, are you going to find somebody else to replace me? It was like, I was just making up all these horrible stories. and
0: Exactly. Which you were used to doing. And, you know, we call this like, that. like this.
1: Now I knew the term. So now I knew it was like, oh my God, and she's going to abandon me. I never thought someone was going to abandon me like, like this. Like I never knew someone. I was so like needed in my life right now was going to abandon me. I never worried about my husband. Like my husband's amazing. I like, we are great. I never worried about this with him, but ever, I never, you know, I never had this with somebody so strong.
0: Right. Well, and therapy is an intimate relationship, right? And she was connecting with you on a level that you had not experienced before. Like you said, everything kind of came into alignment for you to do the work and start to do the healing And that risk of loss was really strong for both the adult gen, but also that inner child in you re-experiencing everything. And you started going into, I think what we've described as like the reassurance seeking, right? The fear of abandonment meant you would start to like need to get reassurance from her. And like you said, you couldn't leave the session or maybe you contacted her in between sessions. I don't know, like is that part of that reassurance seeking? Yeah. I
1: mean, I it was bad. I was emailing her. So there wasn't really, so I got her when we first, so this is how she's grown. So she's, I'm 50. She's younger than me. She's brilliant. She's like super smart, brilliant. Uh, this is why like, you can't have like an idea in your head of like what your therapist is going to be or whatever.
0: Right. And I love that. We like, we have to stop there for a second because yeah. you give so many also young therapists hope, right? You're 50 and you worked with this brilliant younger therapist. I love that. Yeah. So
1: great. Yeah. Right. Anyone can be yeah. helped. We have a good relationship. Like we're open like that. Like we're so comfortable around each other. She's like, I like, you know, like we're just comfortable around each other, but that's how it would have to be. Because That's how I am. Like she just, It wouldn't work otherwise. Like it just probably wouldn't work if if it wasn't like that.
0: Oh, you said like you would email her in between sessions
1: when you started Uh, feeling afraid she would leave you. Yeah, yeah. So I I emailed and I didn't really I emailed a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And it was the little girl in me because you could tell you could tell like a normal email for me, but then you could tell like the other emails and it would just they were like right after we ended session it would be like you know, just, just oh, just I'm talking and wanting her to call me. I'm sure. Can she call me? Can she please, can she call me for one minute? Like I was begging, mm. begging her. Like, I'll only keep you on the phone for one minute. <laughs> you know, I just need to ask her a quick question. I was like, I didn't even have a question, but I was like, I just need to ask you a quick question, please. Like anytime, like just, just let me know. And then I have planned my schedule. And I was mm. just begging for anything, anything from her. which she didn't. She was good. She was good. She taught um, you the boundaries. Yeah, she taught me good boundaries. Very good boundaries. Um, But she was very patient with this whole process. Like, she did not rush anything. And I think that's so important to know. Um, Like, through this whole healing process, like, she took science from me. Like, she watched my responses to things. And she is very good at, like, even through Zoom, you know, knowing she knows right away, she's like, "Don't shut down, don't shut down, don't shut down, don't shut down." She, you know, is very good, and she was very patient. I mean, it took us, it took us like a year and a half to work through this abandonment thing before we could really work on anything else. Even though we were working on other things, it took us a long time because I would show up and I would want to know, "Are you mad? Are you sure you're not mad?" Like, and then we would have to talk about like we would have to talk about it and I would want to know like how do I know you're not you know it just my head like just was overthinking it
0: exactly yeah yeah and and Jen you're so lucky I'm so glad you finally met this therapist who has really helped you do amazing work and together you've yeah. you've come so far that's really really clear um yeah. and I know it's this is giving so much great information, too, to other therapists that are listening. When you say things like, she didn't rush me, right? Yes. Somebody listening here, because you're telling your story, is going to be able to help another person who's struggling by
1: slowing down. She, she told me today, like, she's like, I just want to give you a heads up. She's like, and she's like, "I don't, don't go there. It's nothing, nothing bad because I've already, like, made her promise me that she's not retiring, even though she's 38. Yeah. <laughs> she's like building a brand new office she's like I'm building a brand new office that we have already showed you a video like she's very she's very into like she's she's very sensitive to like you know she's to my feelings so she told me she's like I want you to see I want to take you through the office of where it's at now before you see it somewhere you know, and she showed me the video of like the progress of the new office, because it is, it's been like, I've been worried about it. I'm like, what, what if you don't like me in person, you know, like, oh my God, so what if I can't do therapy with you in person, you know? So she's like, I want you to see the office. It's going to be amazing. We're having a relaxation room for after and like a spa bathroom. (laughs) I think like it. I know I've already like told myself it's going to be fine I'm like you're getting rid of those thoughts like it's fine so she's like we're gonna have coffee and tea and bubble you could bring your puppy and (laughs) she's like you might honestly she's like no one else is talking. you're talking about it she's like you are the one talking about it she's like I make other patients that you know are nervous about coming they haven't even met me first she's like they're not they're not talking about it you're talking there with me you know and we talk about things
0: Yeah, I love how she's sort of preparing you, and also is sensitive to your fears and your feelings, but normalizing and being very real with you. And it's it's also nice to be included and get to see these pictures, you know, get to know what is ahead of you. And Mm -hmm. I I just I got to acknowledge you for sharing that. Like, what if she doesn't like me in person? What if she doesn't like doing therapy with me in person? Like to share that kind of. The anxious thought and fear with my listeners is so helpful because now we understand like our clients could be thinking this. So it's such a gift that you're sharing your journey, Jen. It really is. Yeah. How has she helped you with the anxiety and the overthinking? I know that um, you've worked really hard on strategies for the anxiety.
1: Right. So, um, cause I was home, it was COVID. I needed like tools here. I mean, I had both my kids home. Like my daughter came home from college. My son was still in high school. My husband was like working from home, not working from home. It was a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of anxiety (laughs) Just say that, like craziness under one roof, which everyone had. And, you know, um, so we made a toolkit. So with all different things that I would have like readily available if I needed, like coloring just to help with like just, just keeps you present kind of like you know coloring play-doh we put play-doh in there just things like to touch um we did like a sensory kit so something for like all your senses so something to smell I think I put like a little perfume bottle in there like a little perfume sample like in the department store or whatever something to touch I think I put like a rock or something i made a music playlist on my phone and these are all like good grounding things you know if like you feel like the anxiety coming on like these all bring you back like with your feet on the floor like bring you back to to kind of like the present moment instead of like past or the future you know because that's where your head goes um but when you're right in the i finally understand this like i finally am like oh, i could do this like finally understand but i never was able to like do like a minute of like mindfulness like I'm just, my head was not. doing it yeah so just yeah. outside like nature and movement um, are really big for me like just going for a walk and looking at the trees and just watching the trees because that you're looking at something you're focusing on the trees you know like without your phone without your phone. Yeah. Even if you do for one minute, you know, if you do 10 houses or whatever, like I live in a neighborhood, there's, I live in like a, a neighborhood here. So do it in my neighborhood, you know, go around the block.
0: I, um, I love how you, you shared, I, I heard another talk you gave and you shared that sometimes you would only walk like maybe five houses, but yeah. at least you got out and you did that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like having those sort of, graded experiments of what can I do to try to help my anxiety? And you don't have to do like the whole entire thing, but maybe right. it's a few houses.
1: Maybe it's a minute. Right. right. Yeah. Start small. I mean, you know, just, I, I would be really anxious after the session ended. So she would want me not to like, you know, get out of the room, get out of this room, you know, or whatever, like go, she's like, go outside, go for a walk, whether it's a minute or however long like go with the trees and whatever or go sit outside or the dogs are really good because they're like soft and they're you know you're obviously like pretty present with them you know she taught me this thing with a rainbow we would do it like even during session when I would like I get flooded with emotion and I'm like my eyes get all foggy and I'm like lost So she's like, you know, all right, like name something red, you know, find, find three red things and like find three orange things like in the room. And that was, that's really helpful.
0: Yes. Yes. And so even that she did that with you in session, you're starting to get flooded. She showed you Mm -hmm. a way to, to ground and regulate, and then you could also Mm -hmm. do it on your own. Right. Right. So the rainbow thing is like naming is seeing three things in all of the colors of the rainbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, we will share at the end where everybody can find you on okay. social media and Instagram, but Jen has a great Instagram. And I saw okay. one of the things where you put like this affirmation, I am okay in this moment.
1: Oh, with the post-it notes.
0: Yes. So powerful. Yeah.
1: The post-it notes were helpful. Mm-hmm. Just like self-talk. A lot of self-talk. Mm-hmm. When I was really stuck and like not didn't know how to like express myself because I was so stuck and I didn't know what the feelings are. I, I don't, I don't know. We both she had, we had a, we both bought these pillows and I'm sure you like this feelings. It's a pillow. So it's so amazing. And it's been like life-changing for really? expressing feelings mm-hmm. and getting into it. And so like, first we just started with a color, like what color are you feeling? Like, you know, purple, yellow, whatever. And then like, instead of like, I'm worried or whatever, like I feel worried. It's really like, you're really not worried. It's really, cause I'm really those feelings underneath the worry. Like, I'm really not anxious. It's really, I'm like, I'm anxious. I'm really sad. Or so that's this- really- pill-
0: So everyone knows that's like the emotions wheel, the feelings wheel, yeah. feelings wheel. And it's beautiful because it's in this large pillow and you were able to use it like with your therapist and you can. Mm-hmm. She comb- have one on her end. Mm-hmm. I had one here because
1: we're virtual.
0: Yeah. Because you're virtual. So Jen, you're also helping therapists who do work virtually come up with some tools and prompts, like tell your mm-hmm. client to also get a pillow that has
1: the wheel of emotions on it. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm, I'll anything. I mean, I, I will buy anything, try anything. And I, I, mean, I used to say like, give me homework. Like I, that's cause that's me, but like, she's like, there's no, homework. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, um, and so you are still meeting with her and, mm-hmm there's 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 more to you now like I'm I'm curious because you've been so vulnerable and sharing your story on other podcasts and in social media how has this vulnerability like opened things up for you or changed things for you in your life or in your
1: relationships I think just like deepens deep, like when you're vulnerable like really just like deepens the relationships like you're in when you are like, share with somebody, you know, because sometimes, you know, I mean, obviously, when you share a part of you, not obviously, but when you share a part of you, the person feels like you feel, I mean, the person to you probably, and, you know, you, you usually like sometimes not usually, but for me, people have shared a lot then with me. You know, I'm not a therapist, but I am helpful. Happy to lead them to any resources I can, um, or guide them the right way, or listen. You know,
0: but it goes both ways. When you're when you're more vulnerable, often the other person is too, and it deepens the relationship. And and I'm sure somebody your friends probably didn't even know like how much you were suffering because you kept it all inside.
1: Right. Someone told me the other day, they're like, you're getting a ripple effect. They're like, you know, and this is a girl I like, I probably haven't seen in years. She's like, I love your posts and I love what you're sharing. And I was like, mm, that was really nice. She's like, you're like, you know, she's like, you're really helping me. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that's all that's the reason why I say like I'm doing it. I'm like, I just know that like when I was 10, 11 12. However, a teenager, well, there was no social media, but, they, you know, there were no podcasts, but had there been, I, I probably would have tuned in, you know, and maybe I would have been like, oh, you know what? I'm not so alone or, you know, like you maybe would have formed a connection and not felt so alone. I recently connected with somebody who is a widow who has a daughter and she was 12 when she lost her dad. I actually felt really connected to her, yeah. <laughs> to the girl. Cool. Yeah. And that was like the first person I ever met. that was 12. Yeah. Like You.
0: First person you met who was just like you. And yeah. Even though it was painful, suddenly you weren't quite so alone. You could share with her. That's, that's, that's really such a part of your healing, Jen, that you could even be open to that, right? And see, you know, she is me. We're each other in this way. And yeah. before you said, I I cried maybe two times over
1: X amount of years, so. Yeah, I don't cry saying goodbye. I'm pretty good saying goodbye. I, I would say sometimes I cry saying goodbye, but like I used to, I mean, I would say until six months ago, I was crying saying goodbye. Not like, not unable to, but just like crying saying goodbye. But like one thing she does, because she does know it's hard for me, like when she's away or much better at it. I'm okay, actually. Uh, but it used to be the time away was really hard. She, as soon as she knows she's going away, she's like, take out your calendar. She's like, I'm going to be away then. You know, these are the days I'm going to be away. Uh, I don't get extra sessions or anything like that. I don't want them, but I do. And it's actually, I'm like, I'm actually I'm going like, oh, for those days. Like, I don't have to like plan my day around that appointment. You know, so I actually do do great when she's not there. It's just really, it's the anticipation that is the worst.
0: Yeah, which is connected to the anxiety, you know, and and it makes sense that you used to cry when you said goodbye, because that's part of, of your wounds, right? That just makes sense. And, you know, it's different for you now and, and you don't do that, which is, you know, both are okay. Right. And I think it's amazing that having that preparation ahead of time, right? Like she's really good at kind of letting you know. So that things aren't so unpredictable because so much of that unpredictability that you went through caused, you know, all of this fear of abandonment.
1: Like at the beginning, when I first started seeing her, I was like, all okay, right, the anxiety gives me, like, makes me really, it's hard for me to remember a lot of stuff. So, can you just write down anything important that we I'm talk about? <laughs> yeah. Like one little takeaway from the session, like, what am I supposed to remember? Cause I'm like, I'm probably not gonna remember anything. And so she started just like writing one little note down, and then we started going virtual. And so she still to this day like writes me an email.
0: So she sends you an, an email with a takeaway or a couple important yeah. things after your sessions. Yeah. I'm
1: so proud of how much. Oh, she's like, I'm so proud of how much you're growing and sharing. Good luck with the podcast. You're going to do amazing. And then she just puts like the upcoming dates, like. She's was like flexible and did that. Like she wasn't like rigid and like, no, I'm not into it. Right. Yeah, it was like important. And That's so, good. Uh,
0: I, I love how you kind of gave your therapist a job. And that's really good for our listeners to know too, because it's like, I'm going to be sort of anxious and foggy and I'm not going to remember everything. So if you can write down a couple things, that would really help me. And we want to help our clients. So it's a beautiful yeah. example. And yes, you are rocking this podcast. It, this is this is you. Really did you? You're doing so great, and I love that she encouraged you. And yeah. she must be very proud of you for talking about your mental health journey and spreading the word to help like, us. Am I like your best
1: project? <laughs> like am I like am I like? Um, I have to be the most approved patient. Like I have to be because I mean I was. I see the improvement. I know I was. I would. I would be like crying out, and like, I'd have to call my husband to come home because I was, there was a time when I was just, I couldn't see getting from Tuesday to Thursday or Thursday to Tuesday or whatever it was Thursday to Monday. I used to go Monday to Thursday. I couldn't see getting from Monday to Thursday. I just physically couldn't see, like, I just couldn't emotionally, like seeing how am I I couldn't even see getting to the bed when like, my husband came home or whatever, six o'clock. I was just like, yeah, I, I wanted, like, I, for some reason I thought like I wanted like she was going to be the one to like help.
0: So thinking as, as we kind of wrap up, Jen, and and we've given tidbits throughout this gem of a podcast, um, but Mm -hmm. what would you want therapists to know about working with clients with anxiety and attachment wounds? You know, like, like yourself, what would you want a therapist to know when working with somebody like you?
1: like for me it took a lot of time um you know like she it had she like I mean she didn't let me give up you know like I wasn't going to give up and she didn't give up like even when I was emailing her a million times you know she did we did work on it like you know you gotta like we talked about the emails and then really like and I I did I I'm very good like I was like okay like I could, did my own like positive reinforcement. Almost, I was like, you buy yourself a pair of shoes if you stop emailing her or whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah. but oh, I know, love I, that you could get a new pair of shoes. That's fabulous. <laughs> <like> that. yeah. <laughs> but basically, I was like, right? You do not email her today. Like, you can make or in this hour, do not email her. And then I like gave myself a check. Like I was like, in the next hour, do not email her. Like you do not need to like, you are fine. I just like the self-talk. I'm like, I am. Okay. I am. Okay. And I was, and I was, and even like something else that happened recently, like I wanted to, I actually really wanted to reach out to her, but I was like, you're going to see her tomorrow. I'm like, you do not need to reach out to her. Like you are okay. Like you guys are great trust in your relationship. Like taught me like, and this is goes true with other people. Like, If someone's not calling you back or texting you back or they, it's not them. Like they trust in your relationship or if they're, they're not mad, like you have no reason, they have no reason to be mad or, you know, so like she has taught me that, you know, what else would I tell therapists? Like don't push, you know, be patient and be creative. You know, like like she, she got really creative. We went through all sorts of stuff. (laughs) I have a lot of other stuff so, because I was like I I wanted to work I wanted to feel better I was just like what am I going to feel better like when is this going to end I that's all I wanted was to feel better you know I hated the way I felt yeah and I am so it works
0: it works you know? and that's is is that what you would tell people who are struggling
1: with their mental health or their yeah, own like, anxiety yeah don't give up like you, you might want to give up because you're going to be like, I feel better. Like I, this is not working. I don't feel better. Like I'm going and I feel bored. I'm leaving and I'm crying or I feel, what do you, there's like this post-therapy glow you're supposed to have. I'm like, where's this post-therapy glow? I'm like, oh, I'm bawling, <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm not sure about the post-therapy glow. <laughs> right. I'm like, where's this post-therapy glow? You know? And now I'm like, oh, you know, oh yeah. But you know, you know, it's only also like what you put in, you know, I was willing to put in a lot. Like, I think that's also why it was so successful is like, maybe I wasn't as willing to put in. So maybe it's not just the therapist. It's also the patient. I really work hard. Yeah. Um, Not to like pat my own back or whatever, but like I do work really hard in there. I mean, I would say this is the hardest work I've ever done.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the work of, of your lifetime you know, separate from your family and your kids and, and your career, all of that. This is the work of healing.
1: Yeah. Like and, it might sound easy, like not to email her or whatever for an hour, but it was, it wasn't easy. It <laughs> or wasn't, whatever, I was not doing or or worrying or doing this, like changing all your thoughts and like, it's not easy. It's really not, you know?
0: But you're saying to, to somebody else, <laughs> it's, it's not easy, but stick with it. You can do it.
1: I'm stick with ex- it. Yes. Stick with it. it. It is possible. It really is. Like I'm a different, I feel like lighter and happy and like I just,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. It shows. And, and now you just have the life glow. You don't have to worry about post therapy
1: glow. <laughs> you
0: have the living and loving your life
1: listen it still pops up from time to time and I when it pops up like I don't know who it's going to pop up with and I I'm very open about it I'm like oh my god I have this like a fandom wound, and honestly like I have to talk about it because I have to like explain and that's all like I just I'm very open about it and I'm like I'm 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 a work in progress I don't apologize I'm like
0: yeah, and and thank you for being so open about it and, and coming on my podcast and sharing with our listeners because I know it's really going to help so many people, therapists and clients alike, and it's really just beyond important when I have a guest who is so brave and vulnerable to share about their mental health journey and what healing looks like for them and it's different for everybody. And it's really um, beautiful to get to meet with you. And I hope you'll keep us posted on your journey. But tell everyone how they can connect with you, Jen, your website, your social medias. Yeah.
1: Um, Jen Salk uh, on Instagram, Jensalk, and S A L K there, jensalk.com. And I just kind of like put links to different things I'm appearing at. So Facebook, if you're on Facebook. <laughs> Great.
0: Great. Well, I hope everybody who's listening, at least make sure you check out Jen's Instagram at Jen Salk, and we will have everything linked in the show notes. Yeah. So such a great conversation. Thank you again so much, Jen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I invite you to subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps other people find this podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the links and resources mentioned. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.